White Sox walk off the Twins in the series finale in Chicago. Disappointing loss for the Twins. This is a game they should have won. Let's break it down in today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 6th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is my fourth season covering the Twins at TwinsDaily.com, my third season on a daily basis talking about the Minnesota Twins here on Lockdown Twins. And unfortunately, the Twins could not complete the sweep of the Chicago White Sox this afternoon at guaranteed right field. A lot to get to here. We'll start with Joe Ryan. We'll talk about the offense. We'll talk about the bullpen again. And then uh, what this means in the grand scope in the American League Central as the Guardians are swept out by the Detroit Tigers in a four-game series. Uh, they are back to 500, the Guardians. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about this series as well and the impact it has. But uh, Joe was bad today. I mean, Joe, right out of the gate, was not good today for the Twins. And I've said it, I'll continue to say it, you know, throughout his Twins career as we continue to watch him because he's a mainstay in this rotation. We just watch the first inning. Just watch the first inning. And I know that can be said for a lot of pitchers. like you, But some pitchers look bad in the first and they'll settle in after the first. And he's done that before. But it was so obvious in the first inning when he's 90, 90, in the first inning with his fastball and he's not really spotting it, you know it's not going to be a good start for Joe Ryan. It's just It tells you everything you need to know. When he's 93 and he's up in the zone and he's spotting at the corners, up and into righties, getting that slider down and away in the first inning, you know it's, it's probably going to be a good start for Joe Ryan. That's not always true. It's not a foolproof way to predict the rest of his starts, but it's pretty close. I mean, you could tell in the first thing he just didn't have it today. And he was lucky that more damage wasn't done. He hung a lot of pitches. He got lucky, you know, to Jose Abreu, who popped out on the infield on a slider that he hung right over the middle of the plate, should have been hit 400 feet to left field. Aloy Jimenez got him on a just horrific slider uh, up and in to Aloy Jimenez. And then, you know, he popped that thing in the air. It should have been a fly out at most parks, but it, it got out. And he's lucky Aloy didn't hit it harder and farther than he did because Joe just wasn't good today. He just wasn't good. And, you know, for a majority of the time coming off the COVID IL, he hasn't been good. Not getting swings and misses. I know he was good against Baltimore. It's Baltimore. He's not getting swings and misses. His velocity's not there consistently. He's too often 89-90. He's not 91-92. And when we see him at his best, he's 91-92. He's not controlling the game. He's not getting ahead. And he's not in control of himself. Like, he's just not – he's not the Joe Ryan we saw for – a half season and then the first couple months of this year before he went on the COVID list. He's he's a different pitcher right now, and you can't rely on him when you see his name. Usually it's, oh, Joe Ryan's starting tomorrow. He's going to give us a chance to win. He only went four today, and he didn't really give you a chance to win. I mean, he, he didn't explode. It wasn't awful, but you need more from Joe Ryan. He's one of the two top pitchers in this rotation, him and Sonny Gray. You should ask for a lot from Joe Ryan. I know he's a rookie starter. He's going to go through some lumps. But he's been bad, and it's disappointing. It's it's hard to watch him when he's just not locating. You just you're waiting for him to get hit hard, and it's it's 
frustrating and hopefully he gets it on track consistently soon for the twins uh they did have a chance though to win this game they should have won this game they blew multiple leads again two strike mistakes many times emilio pagan it's a broken record with him. He gets the two strikes and throws a, a spinner up there to a good right-handed hitter on Luis Robert, and he destroys a, a two-run homer to tie this game at five. It's the same story. I mean, Trevor McGill has two strikes on Andrew Bond. The Twins are leading by two with two outs and a runner at first in the eighth inning. Hangs a knuckle curve with two strikes, and Bond easily hits it out to left field to tie the game. It's the same thing. You know, the two strike mistakes from this bullpen. Yohan Drown was good today. He always is. Griffin Jacks was not. I mean, Aloy Jimenez got him. Uh, on, a, on an RBI single to left, but it, it's hard to watch this bullpen, and it makes it it makes it really upsetting as a fan because the offense is so dynamic and the offense is very good. They scored eight runs today. Jorge Polanco hit two home runs. He's maybe the fifth best hitter in this lineup. Carlos Correa didn't even play. You know, Luis Rice had four hits. They scored eight. You need to win that game. I don't care. That it's the series finale and you already won the first two. And we'll talk about that. It is good that they won this series. But it's still a game that if you separate it from the series, that you should win nine out of ten times. You need to win that game. Too many times in the last two weeks they've lost that game we just watched. And it's annoying because their offense isn't going to score eight runs every night. It's just not how that works. It's not going to happen over a 162-game season. So when they do score eight runs got to find a way to win and they they haven't won those games recently and especially within the division and they're five and one against Chicago this year but they could have easily been six and oh after today if McGill throws a fastball to Andrew Bond there with two strikes up in the zone and he locates you probably get a swing and a miss right there and if he beats you on that pitch it's fine you can't hang a knuckle curve with two strikes right there Emilio Pagan throw 96 up to Luis Robert if he beats you he beats you but you can't throw a spinning cutter in the middle of the zone at 84 because he's going to beat you. You know, he's going to get you on that pitch. So it's a frustrating loss. Any walk-off loss is frustrating. Let's talk more about what this means in the grand scope of the American League Central and also about Cleveland and Detroit, that series, after this word from Blue Nile. Blue Nile, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Lockdown Sports listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So the Twins take two out of three in Chicago. And I'm I'm pleased with that result. They were underdogs in all three games. They had Bundy going. Archer was scratched. They went to Winder. And then they had Joe Ryan today. Winning that series is a good thing. They're up five and a half games in the Central on Chicago. They're up four and a half games on the Guardians because they were swept by Detroit uh, in a four-game series. But I just can't help but think. And if you told me right now on July 6th, it's Wednesday, July 6th. If you would have told me on April 1st, hey, on July 6th, the Twins will be up in the central on the Guardians by four and a half games, and they'll be up on the White Sox by five and a half games. I'd say that's that's awesome. You know, that's a great start for the Twins. It's a great first half plus 
for the Twins. They're over halfway through their schedule. But I can't help but feel like they're leaving opportunities on the table. Cleveland should be nine games back because you should have beaten them at least three or four times in those head-to-head matchups. The White Sox should be like double digits games back with the way they've played this year. They're still under 500. They're not very good, and they should be way, way back. And now you get Aloy Jimenez back. They're starting to get more healthy. They scored eight runs today. They were hitting home runs. You hope that you didn't just help the White Sox get going, and you, you let them off the hook in the final game of the series. That's ultimately what it comes down to. You let them off the hook. They were asking to be swept, and you didn't sweep them. You took two out of three. It's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. You won this series, but that was a chance to sweep and put your foot on their throat. And I said last night, it's throat stomping season in the American League Central. They let their foot off today. They were like, guys, ah, we'll, we'll let them go today. If you do that too many times, they're going to catch up to you. And you don't want to be in a position where you're looking over your shoulder for five, you know, five months out of the year. But that's the life as a first place team. The Twins went from the hunted in 2019, 2020, and into 2021 as the you know back-to-back division champs, they were the hunted. To this year, they were the hunter trying to catch the White Sox and the Guardians again. They have. They're in first place. Now they're the hunted again. And you do have to look over your shoulder and think, how can we separate ourselves from these teams and give ourselves a margin for error? That's what you're doing. Now in the rest of these head-to-head matchups, that margin for error is slimmer. If you're 6-0 and against the White Sox, if you win some of those games against the Guardians that you blew late, the margin for error is larger. You can make some mistakes. You can blow some games. You can rest some guys in those games later on in the year because you've already taken care of a lot of business, but they haven't. So now it's going to be competitive. And I think the Twins had an opportunity here to really, with a four-game series against the White Sox next week as well, impose their will. Foot on the throat and make it count in these seven games. You took two out of three on the road. It's never anything to complain about. It just feels like they left an opportunity on the table, and it certainly feels like they left opportunities on the table against the Guardians. Now, if the Twins would have lost game one of this series in this fashion, and then they won the next two, and they won the series, and I'm sitting here after they won Wednesday afternoon's game, and they won two out of three, I'd be like, that's an awesome series win. Nice job bouncing back from the first game loss. They won the next two. And, you know, you're moving on to Texas. You're going to Texas, and you took two out of three from the White Sox. So certainly I feel a different way because I just watched them lose a tough game. That was a tough game to lose, and I'm disappointed they lost that game. But they still took two out of three. They took care of business, and that's all you got to do. Just win series, continue to win series. I just think, and I'll continue to say, this White Sox team is as poor as they've played. This is not a team you take lightly. It's still not a team you take lightly. And if you have a chance to beat them, you got to take that chance because you don't know how many of those chances you're going to get. The White Sox will come to Target Field. It should be another really fun series next weekend. That should be a, a whole lot of fun. It's This series was fun. It was exciting and fun. And the Twins took the first two. Uh, and the offense was, was awesome. You know, the offense was awesome this week in Chicago. So it should be a fun four-game set next weekend right before the All-Star break in Minnesota. But we need to talk about this bullpen again. Let's talk about some moves that were made today in the back of this game. Carlos Correa sat. A lot to talk about after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. 
And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Again, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Head over to BetOnline.net. BetOnline is where the game starts. Joe Ryan gave the Twins four innings today, which makes it difficult on, you know, any manager when your starter goes four innings. And I thought it was a good choice to pull him from this game. He clearly didn't have it. I think he was on the ropes for a lot of the first four innings. You go to Emilio Pagan in the fifth. I said before, this is a this is a good role for Emilio Pagan. If you, if you want to keep him in this bullpen, this is the role for him. You pitch him in the fifth inning, and he gets one inning, and that's it. So you go to Pagan. They go to Thielbar, they go to Jax, and then he goes to McGill in the eighth. And maybe there's not a lot of better options. McGill looks really good up until, you know, Andrew Vaughn, basically. He gave up a hit to, uh, I can't remember who got a knock, somewhere had a base hit, Sebi Savala, I think. And then he gets to Andrew Vaughn, and Vaughn hits the two-run homer. So it's been this balance all year in the bullpen. It's like, Okay, they don't have options. They don't have enough good options. That's that's ultimately what it boils down to. But I also think there's been times, like going to Emilio Pagan in that terrible Guardians loss when the Twins blew a three-run lead in extra innings. Going to Pagan there, that was that was avoidable, an avoidable decision to me. It's not an avoidable loss. You don't know what's going to happen, but that's an avoidable decision to me. Today, as soon as I saw McGill in the eighth inning, I was like, oof. Like, I wish there was somebody else back there. And that would have been three days in a row for Tyler Duffy, so he's down you can't really go to Cotton. He pitched last night. Not a ton you can do there. You could have gone to Duran and tried to get two innings out of Duran. And that's kind of my point here. I think with an off day tomorrow and an off day Monday, I don't understand why Yuan Duran couldn't get two innings today, especially after he threw nine innings in his first inning of work in the ninth. I think they're very much against it. I think they only do it in games they feel like, I don't know, what – what dictates that this is a divisional game and you had a chance to build on your lead in the central. I don't know why Duran didn't go out there for the 10th inning. I was expecting him to, they go to Moran and then you basically like waving the white flag at that point with the runner on second and tie game, you go to Moran, you're waving the white flag. There's an off day tomorrow. If the twins played tomorrow in Texas, I would say, Oh, okay. Like that makes sense. You want to have Duran available tomorrow, but what I don't get it. I mean, he didn't pitch last night. He threw nine pitches in his first inning of work. I don't know why he couldn't go out there for a second inning. But even more, I don't want to say egregious to me because I don't know what's if something's wrong with Carlos Correa, but Ryan Jeffers comes up in a big spot in the top of the 10th inning with runners at first and second and one out against a hard-throwing right-handed reliever, and you have Gary Sanchez on the bench. Honestly, I would pitch in Gary up there over Jeffers. But they had Carlos Correa on the bench because he didn't start today, and they don't use him there. Maybe we'll hear that Correa is nursing something today, but if he's in the lineup Friday, I think it's an absolutely a questionable decision to not pinch hit Carlos Correa there uh, in a huge spot. What do, what do you pay him for? You pay him for those hits in those spots, and you certainly don't feel good about Ryan Jeffers in that spot. And what does he do? He grounds into a weak double play up the middle. So two decisions, I thought, might have changed the final couple innings of this game. Maybe you go to Duran in the eighth and you see what happens. And like if your offense can get you a couple more runs in the top of the ninth, then you can go to McGill in the bottom of the ninth. But I, I think I would have used Duran at, at least for two innings, like maybe eight, nine. And definitely I would have gone out back to him in the 10th for nine, 10. So I don't, 
I don't know. I, I Sometimes I'm like flabbergasted by some of the decisions, and I don't understand why Carlos Correa couldn't pinch hit there. Uh, if it's just like, oh, we want to give him two full days off, you guys are paying Carlos Correa like a, a fourth of your payroll. <laughs> Something crazy. Like that's a big spot. Your catcher's up in a run-scoring opportunity against a division rival. You're trying to bury in the standings in July, and you, you don't go to your, your star shortstop on the bench. I don't like it if that's the case. And I, you know, I, I get protecting you on Duran. You don't want to run him into the ground because imagine, again, imagine this bullpen without you on Duran. But that was clearly a spot to me where you got no better options. Just go to him in the eighth. Or, you know, you go to McGill in the eighth and the game's still tied up and you go back to Duran in the tenth and that's his second inning of work. Maybe they would have if the Twins would have scored a run, but maybe the Twins score a run if you pinch hit Carlos Correa right there. Or anybody else than Ryan Ryan Jeffers. Ryan Jeffers has been the best, the worst hitter on the team this year, and I know he's swung a better bat as of late. But you have Carlos Correa on the bench in that spot. I don't know. It's frustrating because I I do feel like that game in some ways was thrown at the end. And I don't think like I don't think egregiously they're trying to throw these games, but I I think that there were better moves to be had where you could take more of a risk there at the end of that game, or at least just make a couple moves that made sense, like pinch hitting Correa or letting Durango a second inning. I don't know. Maybe we'll hear about Correa. Maybe we won't. If he's in the lineup Friday, you have to assume he's fine and he could have hit there. And, you know, Gary Sanchez comes in and catches in that spot. So again, it's not like Correa has to go out and play in the field. He's just coming up for a big at bat in that spot. You hope that on the schedule, this game doesn't come back to haunt the twins. You hope that you don't look back and say, we had an opportunity to really bury the Sox, but that was the game that kind of turned them on and they beat us three out of four at target field. And now it's really close going into the second half. And we had an opportunity to leave them back in the dust going into the second half. And you just hope that's not the case. You hope that this game uh, wasn't that. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.